Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Hour. you can why am i such a failure i should have known it's tuesday and not friday and yet i didn't change the intro and so people it sounds like a friday night free-for-all which it clearly is not i i, sh- I should have, have done better yes yes you are a failure you are true failure if it, if i looked up failure in the dictionary right now i'm pretty sure there would be your picture no, you know what's funny yeah. is I thought about that on the way home. I wasn't even sure if we had a Tuesday intro. And, and right before the show started, I was actually wondering if there was a show, a, a song that was like an upbeat, happy song about Tuesdays. And I'm guessing there probably is not. There's probably not. I guess we, we there, there's a gap in the market we ought to fill. <laughs> yeah, you know that there is. I mean, Tuesdays, it's not even the middle of the week yet. What is there to be excited about other than the Hypersloth Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus? There you go. Can I ask you a question, Rufus? Yeah, yeah, shoot. Have you ever went to the meat counter at, like, uh, your local grocery store and, like, say, yeah, I want two of those steaks right there, and then the guy wraps them up, and then you see how much it costs, and you, like, get sticker shock and then just kind of put them back in in a meat case somewhere, hoping someone else will pick them up and want them? (laughs) No, I've I've never done that. You mean like like what kind of meat? Like a cut of steak or like uh, yeah. deli meat? No, like a couple of steaks. Because a, a couple like a month ago, I guess it was right around New Year's Eve. I went to uh, I went to the local. Actually, I made the mistake of going to Whole Foods, which should change their name to Whole Priced Foods because <laughs> their prices are fucking outrageous. And I got a couple of steaks, and I don't know if I wasn't doing the math right in my head or something, or I didn't expect these steaks to, like, weigh this much, but I got a couple of, of uh, strip steaks. I said, yeah, I'll take those two right there, you know, obviously not knowing how much a strip steak costs just by looking at it. And the guy sure. puts them together, he does this whole wrapping duty thing, and then he, he rings up the sticker, and, and I look at him, and I'm, like, amazed that, like, two steaks were going to cost me, like, 40 bucks. Like fuck! If I wanted that, I'd just go out to Red Lobster. Well, why why wouldn't it be clearly marked in some fashion? Look, I'm not as sophisticated as you. If it's not already wrapped in cellophane in a styrofoam container, I don't I don't buy it. So I've never had this experience. But still, it, it, even if you're going and, and just pointing at raw meat, just sitting there, 
they should have a sign or something that says, yeah, this is going to cost you this much. Right. They should actually, at least what they should do is have like a picture of an arm and a leg sitting there. So you know that that's how much it's going to cost. That's how they should start like <laughs> doing like pricing stuff that's super expensive. It'd be like two arms and a leg or like two legs and a torso, you know, so people get the idea that it's super fucking expensive. Yeah. How, how long before some super sensitive idiot just thinks that they, they're selling human body parts? Uh, you know what? Before long, they probably will be. Well, well, why not? It'll be it'll be lab grown cannibalism. They'll just grow human parts in a lab to eat. Did you see that? I'm sure you probably saw this on the internet, where they somehow are growing a half pig, half human embryo. Have you seen this? I, I saw the headlines, dude, but I, I have to admit, I was kind of afraid to read the article. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm pretty open-minded, but that sounds like you're tinkering with some fucked-up shit. Yeah, I mean, I I read the article and didn't really understand if it was good or bad either because they didn't really delve into it. But to me, all right, it's just wrong already. You know what I mean? It just it already seems wrong to me. I don't understand what... Let's just be practical about it. Why? Why do we need a pig man? Well, here's the good news. The good news about the pig man is, is that they can grow like new livers and stuff. So that's kind of good news. If they could just like farm a new liver for Rufus out of a pig, wouldn't you be pretty stoked about that? Or a new set of lungs for the double Z? I'd be pretty stoked. But you know what? I don't want to meet the pig. I don't want to be like, hey, there's my friend the pig who's growing my lungs for me. You know, knowing that I'd rather just not meet him. Can you imagine what that sad beast would look like? It'd be like a pig with like down syndrome intelligence and just sort of rolling around on the ground with like ears and extra livers growing off of it and shit just begging to be put down i know it, it doesn't seem it, yeah i hope it doesn't work out i just hope it doesn't work out for, for the pig. you know the first thing that came to mind was that book pygmalion are you familiar with that book pygmalion yeah isn't that where the uh the unsophisticated whore gets uh wrapped up with some rich guy and he makes a bet that he can make her sophisticated it's a pretty woman is, is the movie yeah that, you're, right? Right. you're right it is it's like it is like pretty woman when you think about it i mean they were both whores but i don't know why but when i was a kid and i read that book all i could think about was like the chick was half human half pig i <laughs> I, I guess i don't understand what is is there a meaning of the word pygmalion that i'm not familiar with i have no idea i just always I just always assumed it was one of those old words that I'll never know what it means, and I just kind of ignored the title and just accepted the premise. You know what? I'm going to look that up and see if that's a real word or if that is just something he made up, like in some kind of drunken stupor for the name of the book. Like all brilliant writers do. George Bernard Shaw. Oh, okay. Pygmalion is a legendary figure of Cyprus. So Pygmalion is the Greek version of the Phoenician royal name something or other. I don't, okay. Well, we know that he didn't make it up, but I'm not reading some long-ass explanation of it all. I don't see any sense in that, but I don't know why. It just makes me think of half pig, half man. That's all. Simple as that. Well, even in a little bit you read, I, I, I get no connection to pigs or hookers at all. I guess maybe if I were to read the second paragraph of that Wikipedia article <laughs> on my phone, 
we would probably know a lot more about it. But you know what? Let's leave the listeners hanging a little bit. Listeners, why don't you call us up at 646-478-0616 and tell us what Pygmalion means and the whole idea behind the real word from some kind of Greek mythology, which I never have been a fan of, by the way. Uh, of Greek or Roman mythology? I mean, I can go deep into this. Are they different? No, I can't go deep. I don't know jack shit about them, but I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I don't know. They always seem kind of like. I mean, I get at the time that people were pretty terrified of like the gods and lightning bolts and shit, but I, it's never intrigued me at all. It, it always seems like you know kids' books and stuff, but I think like Zeus and stuff. It seems more like a comic book. Right, it's like that. I don't know if you're. I know you're familiar with Easy Rider somewhat, but not like me. But it's they're they're kind of the original. When when uh, Captain America looks up on the wall, or Wyatt, you know, looks up on the wall in the whorehouse, and he sees painted there, it says, "If God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him." And I guess that's kind of what the Romans did uh, with the the all. You know, what if we found out that like those gods were the real gods, and the one god that we've like boiled it all down to is not the real God. How awesome would that be? No, it would be awesome. You know, I do, I guarantee you there's probably some factions or sects out there that still do legitimately believe in like Zeus and stuff. Probably a lot of them are, are probably just hipsters, but I bet there's some real people that do. I guess. Why couldn't there be more than one God really? Oh, you know, why does it oh. have to be just one God? Can it it's be like American. a group of gods? Sort of like the cabinet of gods. Where Trump, there's like a guy like Trump, and he just like gets uh, that's that's probably the version of hell though. That's probably what happens in hell. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. We, where where uh, the gods resemble anything like the American government, that's probably in hell. You know, I've got another question for you, Rufus. Why yes. can't Bill Gates get a fucking decent haircut? Why, why does it always look like he's cut his hair with a fucking knife? Have you ever noticed that about Bill Gates? <laughs> it's like I've noticed that. He, he is a pretty, I mean, for a guy who's worth billions, I don't want to say slovenly, that's taking it too far, but he should look a little more dapper, that's for sure. I was watching him. He was on uh, Charlie Rose with uh, Warren Buffett and him were on there, and all I could think about was, how bad of a haircut he had. I couldn't even listen to probably the super deep stuff he was talking about because I'm like, God, that guy, you know, I mean, there's such a thing as a $6 haircut. He has like a, a 22 cent haircut, I think. He went to <laughs> yeah. haircuts are us. <laughs> exactly. And he bought them. His tip was to buy them out. But right. he, he changed nothing paid, about how they operate. He paid 22 cents for the haircut and left him a, like a $650,000 tip. <laughs> And doesn't he still have – I haven't seen Bill Gates in a while. Actually, I saw him on a, this Tom Brokaw thing, this 50 Years of Tom Brokaw special that was on. It was actually really fucking good. And I seem to recall that he even still has, like, big, gigantic 80s-style, like, glasses brands that are just hideous. He does. He's still rocking the old – I think they called those cat eyes or something like that at one point. Or horn-rimmed? Horn-rimmed the right – the right term for that? Something that an owl would wear. I think he calls them windows. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Nicely done. You know what's funny is I watched a whole thing on uh, 
like I told you, I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately, and there's something called American Genius on there, and it was about Bill Gates versus uh, Steve Jobs. And, yeah. I mean, Bill Gates is pretty fucking ruthless when it comes down to it, but not as ruthless as fucking Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was, like, fucking, he was, like, nutso ruthless. Yeah, I've... I, I'm not too deep into either one of those guys. That's what he said. But I have noticed that they're both pretty ruthless, but but uh, not Bill Gates. Uh, Jobs is notoriously ruthless. Like, he's he's not just ruthless. He's like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to make and do and sell whatever the fuck I want. And you know what? It's going to be better than everything else. Trust me. And You know, like, and I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe if you have that attitude, you, you kind of you have to go for it because you're so arrogant you can't fail pretty much. And really, right. Steve Jobs, he wasn't like some kind of brilliant fucking computer guy by any means. He was just a salesman. The Wozniak guy came up with all the computer shit, and it was Steve Jobs that just sold it. Yeah, but but after all that, I mean... Steve Jobs, he came up with the, well, I don't know, there's debate on whether he came up with the iPhone. I will say this. I don't, I'm not one to say that, okay, some people say, well, Steve Jobs didn't come up with the iPhone because they had PDAs for a while where it would touch screens and stuff, and, you know, cell phones existed that could do email. I'm sorry, you've got to give Steve Jobs credit for making the fucking iPhone that thing brought all that shit together in a way that nobody could possibly fucking conceive. And I remember when it came out in like 2007, 2008, I was like, are you kidding? Who wants that fucking piece of shit? And then the moment I laid hands on it, because my buddy Dave worked at Apple, I was like, oh my fucking God, the the world is changing from this point on. So even though... Was was the iPad before the iPhone or not? No, the the iPad came later, and I had the same thought. I was like, are you kidding? Who wants an iPad if you already have an iPhone? And then you get your hands on an iPad, and you're like, oh, I guess this is why, because it's awesome. I remember the first time I laid hands on an iPod. Pretty fucking life-changing, to say the least. Yeah, I never had an iPod, but my brother did, and we would do camping trips. He would bring it. And I remember he brought this this bar that had like speakers in it and we're camping like out, well, not the middle of nowhere, but we're camping right outside on a fire uh, well, next to a fire. And he <laughs> put on a fire. Thing, awesome. He puts put this speaker thing on a rock and I'm like, what the fuck is that dude? And he said, Oh, it's for my iPod. Then he puts his iPod in it and it just sits in there perfectly. And it has that little dial in the middle and he's just fishing through all these fucking songs. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for a song. And it's going and going and going, and he finally finds one, and this badass fucking music comes out, and he explains to me what an iPod is and how much it does and how much it holds, and I was blown the fuck away, blown away. Your your brother was ahead of you in game in the the tech game. Was he he what did he work at Apple too or something? No, but he's a young man, so he's always hipper than me. It's so true. So very, very true. It's probably because you don't try to be hip, which is what I respect about you. Not anymore. No, I used to. I used to care about it, but not try. Now I don't try, and I 
also don't. And now you know what's crazy is now that you're not trying, you're like more authentic, so you're like got the vibe now. Yeah, I personally never tried, so I always had the fucking kick ass vibe. I mean, I can't help it. It's just something about me makes me kick ass. I don't know. I'm done. I've been apologizing it for it my whole life. I'm just gonna quit doing that. I think. No, this is true, and it's an admirable trait. Your your lack of care about how people perceive you makes people perceive you as a, a, a fucking icon of self-confidence. You've pulled well, that thank off. Thank you very much. Brilliantly. Uh, you know what I think I'm going to do after the show? I think I'll I'll sit down for a minute, write you a short note on an 8 by 10 glossy of myself, and send it to you to be framed <laughs> and hung in your office. Thank you. Cliff with one F, please. I mean, Rufus it's 20. with one F. Twenty twenty dollars, of course. I mean, shipping and handling. But uh, hey, guy with your I kind of deep the... pockets didn't have any trouble with that. No, and I and I appreciate the discounted rate. Have you watched this show, Gotham? Have you ever seen this show? I have not, because I'm not a big comic book guy, so I didn't know if it would click with me or not. See, and I'm not a big comic book guy either, and it's I'm it's by no means the best show in the world. But I've been watching it just to have something to binge watch, I guess. And uh, I was thinking to myself, and I'm, uh, have you ever think you walked next to someone that was carrying like some huge duffel bag full of fucking money? No, that has not happened to because me. Because always on like these shows, you know, there's like the villain is carrying around like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fucking cash in a duffel bag, and I was thinking, cops just need to start like pulling over people with fucking giant duffel bags that are walking around because obviously they're up to no good. <laughs> Duffel bag profiling. I mean, think about it. You don't really see a person like just hanging out carrying a giant duffel bag, and if they are, like if you ever watch like Forty Eight Hours or something, they always show some dude that's got like some duffel bag full of fucking cash in his trunk. Yeah. I mean, we. You think there would be like a subtler way to carry around a bunch of cash? I guess a suitcase, maybe. I don't know. Just like duffel bags have bad connotations. Well, I mean, honestly, you're right. I mean, the only time I ever see a duffel bag on, like, TV is either full of cash, full of fake cash, or full of weapons. Or drugs. uh, Yeah, or drugs. I cannot honestly tell you when the last time I actually saw a duffel bag in the real world was. I have not seen a duffel bag (laughs) since I was in high school. Well, I had one. Right. Who uses duffel bags? I had bags? a duffel bag as a kid, as like a an army, like an army duffel bag as a kid that I thought was totally cool. Then I didn't even oh, realize yeah. you could fill it up with fucking tons of cash and cocaine and shit. It was just cool for clothes. <laughs> but now that I know you can fill them with cocaine and cash, fucking a. You know, I, I mean, the backpack is like the new duffel bag, I guess. Yeah. Because I did but have ten limited. pounds of marijuana in a backpack one time. Did you really? Like I did. When it. we lived at Roehampton, I did. Was it in hidden compartments or just in there with your no, pencils and pens? It was a 10-pound brick of weed. It was pretty good weed. I got it from uh, that guy we worked with, Richard. Remember Richard? Vaguely. Richard. Remind Richard me. was the guy that he was eating, and the cops came in and roughed him up because he was wearing camouflage pants. When he this is before he even worked there, and then like the same day he put in an application and got hired at Delaware. After he was roughed up by the cops and accused of like robbing someone in the parking lot at Southgate, there. Holy shit! I wish I had your memory because I remember none of that. 
Really? Can't believe you don't remember yeah. Richard. He had like that acting troupe. That they were like, remember Furley? You remember that guy Furley? That came to mind. I was going to ask you about Furley. Yeah, he had his little one-man band thing with the tape right. thing or something, right? Yeah. I wonder if Furley is still alive. I find that highly unlikely that that guy could still be alive. Didn't he have some issues? Wasn't he, like, blind as a bat or something? He did, and he had, like, some kind of heart issue, too, but the guy would, like, take, like, five hits of acid and, like, get in his underwear and play in his one-man band in front of hot chicks somehow. And uh, he never did get laid, as far as I know, though, unfortunately. Probably because all the chicks look like demons when you're on five hits of acid. Yeah, yeah. Probably because you were. But that is jail, that so is where I got the ten pounds you. of pot. Is from Richard. You think Dave ever listened to this? Oh, go ahead. Who was the guy who? Uh, God damn, we you mentioned this not too long ago. The guy who rode the bike and rode his bike drunk and smashed his face in the concrete and broke his jaw. Wanted to play bass for us or something. Stan, Stan Stanley right. Page okay. Johnson the third. Would be his name. Oh my, regal. Yes, very regal. He was a regal beast. You know, I wonder if he's still alive too. That's a good uh, question. Wow. Given that he, he crashed his bicycle drunk and fractured his face, odds are not in his favor of making it very long in this world. And then called us from the hospital. Called Roehampton from the hospital, thinking that someone was going to come and help him. That's a big mistake. I mean, I lived in Roehampton, and I knew that that was probably the last place I would ever call if I needed help. <laughs> what, what kind of help did he want? He's in the fucking hospital. What, what did he want Roehampton to do? I guess he wanted someone to come pick him up from the hospital. It happened after we drank all night, and I drove him back down to his house. Of course, he lived like up by fucking 183 or somewhere, as far as you could possibly drunk drive someone at midnight. So I drive him up there, and I guess he decides he's going for a bike ride and uh, wipes out on his bike and breaks his jaw. And somehow, because I guess I was drinking with him earlier in the night, I am expected to babysit him or come pick him up from the hospital. When The funny part was there was a call from the hospital, and you could see it on the caller ID, and he couldn't say anything. It was like, <laughs> so of course I didn't. I mean, I was under no obligation to pick him up because I had no idea what the fucking call was about. You know, as as much as I think the Hypersloth story would be a good movie, sometimes I just think a movie entitled Roehampton would be a better movie. I think you're probably right. I mean, of course, Hypersloth is a major part of the movie, but there was a lot of weird stuff that went on at Roehampton. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there could be a whole chapter on, uh, what's his name? The Bannister. Oh, God, Bannister. He, we could spin off a whole fucking series on that nutcase. <laughs> well, they already did. Well, it's like one of those uh, series about mass murderers. Didn't they? It was Dexter. Dexter. I think Dexter was about him. Wait a minute. But uh, Dexter wasn't transgender, was he? <laughs> I don't think Bannister was any kind of gender, was he? He was more like a Muppet. <laughs> he was. He was like, 
uh, it was like a mix between Kermit the Frog and uh, Fozzie Bear in a weird way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess it was just maybe it's just because of both those characters have weak chins that it, it comes to mind. Did you see, I guess, that the Boy Scouts are going to start accepting transgender people? So are they going to change their name from the Boy Scouts to the whatever Scouts? I mean, how does that work? I, I have no idea how it works. I guess the quest, I, I guess I don't understand it because, I mean, could you be like transitioning, a boy transitioning to a woman and be in the Boy Scouts? Or would you have to be a woman transitioning into a man to be in the Boy Scouts? Or does it matter? Maybe it doesn't matter. Zigzag, nothing matters in this world when it comes to gender anymore. I mean, really, apparently, I, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but... Right, it doesn't bother be, me. If you want to be whatever the fuck you want to be, then this club better accept you or you can sue the fuck out of them. So, I, 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 don't, a- I don't know. It's kind of a cruel fate, if you think about it. If it is real, and I'm not, I don't know if it's psychological or if it is physically real, for someone to feel trapped in the wrong body. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's like the ultimate cruel joke. It is. I can't imagine how terrible that is. I mean, I know I'm an extremely heterosexual male with a large penis. <laughs> you are, you I can't are imagine strongly feeling, heterosexual. I can't imagine feeling otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I don't – you've never had a desire to put on women's clothes. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Well, okay, wait. There's a difference between putting on women's clothes and wanting to fuck a dude. I would gladly wear some sexy lingerie and then bang a chick. (laughs) Would you? I'm not not even, like, thinking about that. There goes my dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I'll wear a strap-on backwards, and I'll, I'll bang a chick in the front and the dude in the first, back. I guess would be my question. Are you going to shave uh, no. your body first? No, that, that's the charm of now a full-grown so, man in lingerie. it's really unpalatable. <laughs> that, that's what makes a full-grown man in lingerie attractive is all the hair and the bulges. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing like the bulge of a gigantic nutsack in in a fishnet stockings. In a nice, with a nice skinny G-string strap, like, <laughs> hanging, like, going between each ball. Is there anything weird? Okay. Obviously, dudes do like to wear women's clothes, and it, it happens, and, and you get to see it sometimes on TV, like on Cops. They'll pull some dude over in an old pickup, and for some reason, he's just there in women's clothes. I mean, I get Yeah, where is that guy like coming a- from or going to? I mean, is he just wanting to get busted, like, driving around? Because, you know, you, he's obviously not going anywhere, driving down some random street in his negligee, you know? I mean, no. he's got a mustache, so he's probably not going to fool anybody that he's actually a woman if he's trying to prostitute himself. That's just a guy, that's a cry for help, I think. Yeah, and look, to each his own, but does anything just look weirder than, like, a a dude in a, a bustier with, like, nothing filling it out. I mean, at least get some hormone treatment or something. Right. Well, this kind of takes me back to where we talked about it, like, a year or two ago when I asked you 
<clears throat> why there's not more like transsexual porn with like a, a transsexual dude having sex with like a really hot chick? Because then you get like a chick and a half. You know what I mean? Instead of a chick and a dude. <laughs> a chick and a Yeah, I don't know. Again, there's another gap we need to fill. I mean, why wouldn't I want to see some, like, hot chick from the waist up, you know, having sex with some hot chick with it's not a strap-on? You know what disturbs me is have you ever been, you know, scrolling through your your favorite site and then somehow mixed in is, like, a she-male getting, getting it, you know, up the butt? And despite the fact that they're in the throes of passion, like the she male is totally just a limp. Doesn't that seem <laughs> odd to you? You know, I have yet to see that, but now I'm interested. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's because they're probably high on GHB or something. <laughs> could be, could be. It's totally it, it disturbing. Oh, okay, so you're saying like while the someone's cock is in a dude's ass, his dick is limp? Or are you saying his whole body is limp like some kind of rag guy? No, no, the, the she-male's cock is limp, even though the she-male is apparently loving getting reamed in the ass. It just seems, it seems odd. I mean, if you like it in the butt, shouldn't you be getting a hard-on from that, even if you're a she-male? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because my friend was telling me that he had his a prostate exam, right? Uh-oh. And he fucking squirted all over. He like came. Really? Yes. Yes, he did. And and I said, was it a hot chick or something? He's like, no, no, it was not. And I said, that's a great story, Joe. Don't ever tell it to anyone ever again. <laughs> oh, it was Joe Bannister? <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, this was another guy, another Joe. Out of respect, well, I will not say his last name. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I have not had the uh, that exam yet myself. Me neither. I'm waiting. Me neither. But I know when I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely wear a rubber. <laughs> Me too. I'm waiting until like I haven't pissed for days and I'm walking bow legged because of the polyps before I let a dude <laughs> put his finger. I know. On my ass. I'm not sure what's scarier: going to the dentist or going to get a finger up your ass. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the same doctor. They need like a those kind of doctors need a whole new marketing strategy. You know what I mean? Like make it where like coming to get a finger up your ass is like fun or something, or going to the dentist can be fun because they're not selling themselves well to me. That's for sure. <laughs> they need they need a one stop shop where you just sit in a special chair and the dentist is in your mouth and the proctologist is in your ass and you just get it all done. You and you just like or get high on GHB and you got someone in your ass and someone off. It's like you're in a fucking club. That's right. Does they have a disco ball above you? That's how they need to make it like a bar scene. <laughs> so you have a couple of cocktails first, and the proctologist like takes you back to his room. Oh <laughs> gives you an exam, God. kind of like what, one of those rape fantasy type deals, but instead <laughs> it's. It's like uh, you get a, a doctor's exam at the end. In like two weeks, you get something in the mail saying whether you're clear or not. That's right. But it's written like a love note. You know what? If you were a real friend to me, dude, you would set something like that up. 
where like I think I'm going out and and hooking up with some hot chick, but it turns out that she's just gonna end up giving me a proctology exam, like up in some hotel well, room at the Ritz Carlton. Well, again, that's just a service. That, that that's a, a marketing gap that should be filled. We'll just set that up as a service. We should have just kind of like sneak up on someone, right? You, you know what? Yeah, I I could totally see we could do that. Any dude would be willing for some super hot chick to stick her his finger up their ass, probably if he was half drunk and on the road or something. Like thought he was right. like getting laid at the hotel bar. Or we could have different versions of it, like uh, you know the Mark who, who needs the exam is walking down the street, and we just have masked men like grab him and throw him in a van and take him to a <laughs> right. warehouse, and they're like, "Look, this- we're either going to shove a finger up your ass or cut off." both your hands and then he'll gladly just take the finger off the ass and be relieved. See, that's not the one I want. When you, when you sign me up for one, I want the hot chick at the bar one, not the scary cartel experience. Okay. You got it. Save that for the dental experience. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they can just knock my teeth out and replace them with dentures. I always thought maybe dentures, people with dentures kind of have it made. They don't really have to worry about their teeth anymore. Yeah, that's true. Oh, dude, you know what? I can't get dentures. I found this out the last time I went to the dentist. (laughs) How did you find that out? Because I went to the dentist just to uh, have my my shit checked out. And I have in my, my lower jaw these things called tori, which everybody has. It's just a little nodules like that your tongue rests on, but mine are severely overgrown, which happens to like 20% of people. They're huge. And I never knew it. I always knew they were big. I thought it was normal. And the, the chick chick was like, holy shit, your tori are huge. And I was like, thank you. What a tori. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I didn't <laughs> jack off before I came in. That's right. I and, thought uh, of something in my mouth makes me hard. <laughs> I just like sucking on my tori now. But apparently they're, they're, they're so big that people with tori this big, dentures don't fit. And so if you need dentures, like if you lose your teeth and you've got to have them, then you also have to have, to have this procedure where they ground down with like a fucking dremel, the bone, that extra bone that's grown. And she said it's super fucking painful, so brush your teeth. Wow. Scary. Maybe that's just what she told you to get you to start brushing your teeth. Yeah, because I really don't. I'm pretty bad about it. <laughs> I never tell you about the guy that was, uh, when I lived in the first year in the dorm at St. Edwards, uh, his name was Malim, and he was from like somewhere in Africa or somewhere. He wouldn't be allowed in the country now. I know that much. But uh, he uh, he brushed <laughs> yeah. his teeth with a stick. This is not a lie, dude. I think we talked about this on the show before. And he had, like, the nicest, cleanest, whitest teeth you have ever really? seen on a fucking person. And I'm not, he was dark black, yes, but this guy had really, really nice teeth. And I thought, man, if we could ever, like, get people to accept the fact that, like, brushing your teeth with a stick, like, made them super fucking clean and awesome, we could probably revolutionize the toothbrush industry. I mean, all you have to do is make it look fancy, really, give it, like, a cool paint job or something. 
but you can also, I mean, there's other things to leverage there. I mean, you could, it's organic and natural. Uh, it's green, right? I mean, let's say for every, every stick you brush your tooth with or your teeth with a seed is planted in a rainforest or something. There you go. Well, and you don't use no. toothpaste. He didn't use toothpaste. I believe it. I believe that. Cause uh, like a tree stick, a branch is like fibrous. It's got fibers. Right? It's going to brush your teeth. It's got liquids in it and stuff. You know, that makes I, sense to me. I, I never, I should have asked him if, because it probably was some kind of specialized tree. If, you know, I don't think he was like going out in the, in between the dorms over there at St. Edwards and picking up a piece of like a, an oak and bringing it in and starting to brush his teeth with it. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe he was, but I'm assuming there was some kind of like special tree. Maybe he had to bring like a whole slew of them over from Africa. Like a whole, he had a whole kit. Like his, his instead of a shaving kit, he has like a kit. You're right though. It's got to be a special tree because some trees like have sap, and I'm sure like rubbing sap all over your teeth can't be good. Oh yeah, it probably wouldn't be. That's a good point, Rufus. That is a very good point. So just something to think this. about for kind of a in the future when they outlaw toothbrush, we'll know that we can just go back to sticks. <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing the first caveman brushed his teeth with a stick. Uh, I think they did. Yes. Fact. I really need a trip to the dentist, unfortunately. I, I think I need a tooth pulled for sure, and it, it makes me definitely not want to go to the dentist. And one time, like 10 years ago, I was at the at the emergency room with uh, yeah. a buddy of mine who sprained his ankle, and this dude came in, and his like whole face was like all swelled up, and it was because oh, no. he had a rotten tooth. Oh, jeez. And I was like, man, I can't believe I'm going to have to wait till my face gets like that to go see the dentist, because that's probably what's going to happen. That is the key. Wait to the point where the pain is so bad now that whatever they do to you can only be less painful. <laughs> right. It'll just seem like a relief. That's right. Of course, my friend told me that he has a day. He went to see a new dentist, right? And the, he said, mm-hmm. dude, you, if you ever go to the dentist, go to this guy because his motto is no pain. I'm like, oh, really? I'm, gonna, I'm putting that guy's name on file because I, if they <laughs> want to put me under, you know what? I'm afraid to go under because I'm not sure what I'll say, like coming out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, I, I have totally no idea what I could possibly say at that. When you see people on TV and they're, like, talking nonsense, I can't even imagine what I would probably be saying. Well, if you're not going to come to, uh, I mean, confess a crime, you just might make a fool no, of yourself, but I'm, right? I, I'm not sure what I would say. You know what I mean? I might be like, no, this chick has great big tits or <laughs> something. Who knows? Who fucking knows what I would say? I don't, I mean. Oh, they've. I know that a friend of my mom's had her wisdom teeth out. This was years ago. <clears throat> but she told about it, told me about it, and it's why I've never had my wisdom teeth out. And apparently this lady was, like, completely out and under there and kicking her wisdom teeth out. And then right in the middle of them, like, yanking out one of the teeth, everything instantly just wore off. And she woke up and felt every goddamn thing that had happened and that was happening. And it was the worst experience of her life. There's a story I could have went without ever hearing. 
Thank you very That's much. <laughs> well, this was the early 2000s. I'm sure technology's changed. You know, you hear about people like waking up during surgery or their bodies totally asleep, but their mind can feel and hear everything that's happening, but they can't act out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty fucking scary. That's, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I could not imagine that. Assuming that those stories are real. Well, I assume. I don't know if you know this, but there's been an awful lot of UFO stuff going on lately care to enlighten uh, me and the listeners on what's going on with that there was some picture i saw that they captured with some smoke coming out of some unidentified craft are you familiar with said picture no dude i've had no time to pay attention to any ufo stuff so i'm, I'm way out of the loop I'm, I'm really an expert these days yeah this one was really serious i mean i saw it in a lot of like Places you wouldn't normally see those kind of stories. Like, I think it was in the... I'm eating a Snickers, by the way. You know that this time of the show I do that, but... I, um, I, I can tell... I can identify your, your chewing pattern as a Snickers. I've come to a as, notice. As soon as, uh, as soon as we started talking about my teeth rotting out, I decided it was a good time for a <laughs> Snickers break. <laughs> your teeth He's are crying to help out the, for it. The natural progression of things. Yeah, it's a cry for help. <laughs> It was definitely a cry for help. But, no, I'm, I'm, but, uh, I'm in touch with the UFO stuff, actually, dude. I, I haven't had time for it. It, it, it. it really requires a level of dedication and research that I don't really have time for now. So I'm out of the loop. Oh, what did you see and on what site? Oh, it was like, it was like on some of the major newspapers that some military craft – I can't even remember if it was French or, you know, some random military craft. Like, had <laughs> eyes on this, on, a, like, a craft that had an odd shape to it, and it would, like, go into, like, this hyperdrive where it would shoot out what, what looked like smoke, but it was all radar, right? What they had it on was radar because they were kind of far right. away from it, so they they weren't, like, really locked on it. But it it definitely puzzled, like, the whole scientific community about what it was because no one could ever figure out what the hell it was. Is and it was like a real crap. The, uh, the Chilean government like really examined and their final result was like, we don't know what the fuck it is because I did come across something like that. And it was reported by Leslie Keen, who was extremely fucking like a uh, credible, not just in the UFO field. In fact, she's credible because she's credible for not being in the UFO field, but she does uh, chime in there. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Those are the awesome. She's the one that really convinced me that there's something going on that's beyond what you would just say is paranormal kook bullshit, even though that's kind of the problem is 99.9% is just absolute fucking bullshit. And so to really get into it, you got to have a lot of time to, separate the wheat from the chaff. <clears throat> and I just don't have as much of that time as I used to. But Le- Leslie Keene's book, what is it, UFOs, Generals, Officials, and Aviation Experts Go on the Record or something is fucking amazing. And she's she's like a, an award-winning freelance journalist for non-UFO things. In fact, it was kind of a surprise to everyone in her field when she 
even gave it any kind of interest at all. Uh, but it, anyway, there was uh, this Chilean report that came out about a UFO that had been spotted and filmed on radar and by a following helicopter, I think. And you can see the film. It's fucking pretty amazing. And they've spent the last several years trying to figure out what it is, and they can't, so they finally put out the report saying this is completely un- unidentified. We don't know what in the world it is. And Leslie Keene wrote a report or wrote a report about it, and so that's how I know about it. That was just a couple of months ago. But, of course, uh, you know, how awesome is the Chilean government at analyzing things? I mean, it's fucking Chile. They're not like America. They're badass <laughs> at everything. You think – you think Trump will come out and say anything about if there's uh, extraterrestrial life, if he, like, finds out? You know, I mean, I guess you know, he'd have to be briefed on such a thing, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. That, that whole – it's hard to know who knows what or if anybody knows anything. I mean, if well, my, my thought is if there's something out there that is, like, penetrating – sensitive U.S. airspace, which obviously it is, and FOIA documents attest to that. I think the problem... I I don't think it's that the government knows what it is and is hiding it. I think the government doesn't know what it is and doesn't want to admit that, yeah, there's shit that can just come down whenever the fuck it wants and fuck with our nuclear weapons and shit and we can't do anything about it. I think that's that's really the quote-unquote cover-up. It's not that the government knows that the government doesn't know and has no fucking clue, and they don't want to admit it, so that's why it's like not, you know, officially acknowledged. So I don't think Trump would say anything or even know anything about it. Well, the good news is he passed an executive order to build a wall between the Earth and space to keep the aliens out. And, and really, this is the funny part: is the aliens are going to pay for it. Oh, well, great, great. They do have an asteroid out in space that NASA is going to explore that apparently has so many precious elements that it would collapse the fucking world economy if, like, they mined it and brought it back. I, I saw that. It, it's worth, like, $500 trillion or something, right? <laughs> it's fucking insane. Why bother? Why fucking bother with that, dude? First of all, Gold is not like a standard anymore. Who cares about gold? You know what I mean? Gold is not a realistic thing. So why spend all no. this money to go try to mine fucking uh, thing? And it just makes no fucking sense. It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard of. And if our fucking co- country is going to spend like $10 billion trying to figure <laughs> out how to mine this fucking thing, there's we've got real fucking problems. We're, we're idiots. <laughs> Americans are fucking idiots. No, I could agree more. I, I totally share your thoughts on that. Like, why? So what if it's there? What are we going to do with it? <laughs> right. And why would we do? Why? Why? I mean, if it's going to collapse the economy, just ignore it. I mean, let's. If we're going to go to Mars, we're supposed to go to Mars, right? That's like the next big deal. Let's focus on going to Mars, not sending a a billion dollar probe to this golden fucking rock in the sky that would just ruin everything. Let's you just know go what? To Mars. Let's scrap. Let's scrap Mars, too, and just work on fixing the fucking Earth instead of wondering when we ruin it, how we can move to some other planet and ruin it, too. Yes. Okay. Better point. Definitely a better point. 
Well, the whole idea that, dude, I don't know. I'm not getting political, but Trump is fucking insane, dude. Trump, the Trump guy is fucking nuts. We're gonna be at war with like everybody in six months. I guarantee it. You know, I mean, it's one thing to like he, I don't know. You know, he's saying that we're all soft. That Obama was all soft on the other countries and shit for nuclear testing and whatnot. But I think he was smart enough, Obama, to, like, let them keep testing and keep an eye on it instead of, like, mm-hmm. provoking them, you know? Because when you yeah. start, like, uh, provoking someone, they're going to work that much harder and that much faster to, like, blow you up. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm still, despite everything that's going on and that's unfolded in the past few weeks, I'm still doing my best to just take a back You know, and I'm and I'm trying I, to I be more Rufus-like. I'm actually trying to what be if? more Rufus-like and just not give a shit. Because you know what? I finally figured out after giving shit about Bernie and, you know, like putting money behind it and shit, that you just, the whole fucking system is fixed. And you know what we have to do, dude? We got to be them to beat them. We're going to have to get super fucking rich. And then yeah. get inside and fucking break it up from there. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And it, and it also makes sense what you're saying. I mean, look, it's there's nothing we can do to change anything, right? You and me, nothing, until the next election. We did our part in the past election. Didn't worry. Yeah. There's nothing nope. we can do now. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen, no matter how much it pisses us off or irritates us. I'm not going to go protest. I'm not going to stress out about it because it will happen regardless. I'm just going to fucking chill out and hope that in the next four years I'm still living a relatively comfortable life and then we can pick up from there because we make no difference, dude, unfortunately. I know. It really seems like that. It really does. Well, and it's true like that, though, because, you know, the funny thing about the Electoral College is it was supposed to save us from this. Right. I mean, that I thought that was always the plan that when people are too stupid to vote for the right person, the Electoral College jumps in and says, "Okay, no, we're not going to let that happen. But they didn't save us. So it's obvious that the Electoral College does not work. It doesn't work. It's outdated. And it it wasn't so much about who's smart and stupid. It's about who's well represented, who's not well represented. And obviously, more people voted for Hillary than Trump and get the Electoral College voted Trump in. So no longer does the Electoral College really reflect it's not doing its purpose. So I don't know. Again, I, I, I try not to think about it. I what do you think about to... the inauguration and, like, nobody showing up? Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he wasn't that supported by people in that area, right? I mean, like D.C., I don't think a lot of people supported him. I think if you're drawing comparisons between his inauguration and Obama's, you do have to account for the fact that Obama was the first fucking black president, which is a huge historic fucking deal. So that's going to bring a lot of people out that wouldn't otherwise see a president inaugurated. But I think it's funny that more people showed up for the protest the next day. 
I mean, that yeah. says something. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying to, like, not give two fuck. You want to protest? Protest. You don't. I don't give a fuck. Nothing I can do or think or say is going to change anything. So, I'm just going to keep doing my podcast and surfing the internet and playing my guitar. That's pretty much life <laughs> for me. I had a funny idea for a skit the other day. I was watching women's tennis, right? Um, that right there is a funny skit. Like that. Zigzag watching women's tennis. Yeah. With his pants on. That's that's the punchline there. I had my pants on for this one. But uh, it was this, you know how they like, they serve balls, right? But they like stuff a ball in like their pants. Have you ever noticed? They like keep noticed, a ball yeah. tucked up in their pants. And it, the funny bit to me was, I don't, I don't know why, obviously I was stoned out of my mind. But I was thinking a funny bit where like a chick just like starts taking balls like out of everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, she takes one out of her pants, get ready to serve it. That serves no good. She, like, reaches up in her hair and pulls out a ball and, like, coughs one up. You know what I'm saying? It, it probably was lame. It seemed funny at the time, I guess. <laughs> but, uh... No, that's good. That's good. That's very, uh, I can see that in the Mel Brooks movie. But I guess. I guess <laughs> there you, you go. It, it's a Mel Brooks Caddyshack type deal. Thank you. You've highlighted a, mar- a, a gap in the market again. We should make tennis ball, like, bandoliers that they can wear across their chest that are just full of tennis balls. You're right. We should. Or you know what? I always wonder, do those those shorts have, like, a special pocket in them, or are they literally just stuffing them in their underwear? Why not invent something that, like, where you put the ball outside of your underwear or whatever? I don't know. I kind of like the idea of the ball being in the underwear. Do you? Because I think it, some chicks might get an unfair advantage if they lube up the ball, kind of like a spitball <laughs> in baseball. I think they call, call that a clip ball. <laughs> right, I was thinking it was more like a, a tuna serve. <laughs> oh, jeez, Rufus. She's I guess they are a little tuna. sweaty. They are a little sweaty when they've been playing tennis for a few hours. So uh, what's going on there in Arkansas? Anything exciting? Uh, let me think. Uh, no. It's Arkansas. <laughs> nothing exciting nothing. nothing. I no. saw that they've already pushed back your medical marijuana in Arkansas. Oh, did they? I, hadn't even, yeah. I haven't even seen that. So thanks that for seems to be like news. The new trick for what they're doing to like all the marijuana stuff that was supposed to happen when the people voted in in uh, favor of marijuana, that now since the Republicans are in control, everything is like getting pushed back like a year or two. I'm guessing until they can try to completely outlaw it again, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. Some things get pushed back a year or two. Some things are pushed back to like the fucking 1800s, apparently. A decade or two. A generation or two? How long is a generation? Uh, I guess the, the lifespan of one offspring, right? So, like, your birth through death would be a generation for you? Really? I think a generation would just be, like, the good years. Like, the years where you're actively doing things. Like, between, I don't know, 18 and... 49 should be a generation because those are pretty much the best years. My generation is much, much shorter than that, unfortunately. Well, your gener- Go ahead. 
eighteen to twenty-seven. That's my generation. I, I've just that was been, your generation. You're all washed I've been up. Existing. Oh, I've been washed up for a long time, my friend. I didn't like I said. I didn't feel like I was washed up until the Red Cross almost killed me. Now lately, I've felt washed up, but I feel like I'm I'm finally coming back from that. Thank God. Well, yeah, almost dying will make you feel washed up, dude. Yeah, it's funny how it takes you a while to bounce back from almost being bled to death by the <laughs> by uh, the Red Cross. <laughs> I'm gonna jot that down. It was really amazing how a near, it's not, you just don't bounce back from a near death experience. I have no pity for people that, uh, that have had near, you know, I was reading this thing the other day where, uh, they kind of have proved that there could be life after death. Are you familiar with this concept where there's, it, it kind of goes back to your alternate universe theory right yeah where the deal is like because you make a decision it might be happening that the same exact thing might be going on in another universe so maybe when i'm talking right now i've just left my body in one universe and have jumped right to this moment in my body in this universe with you sure sure so they think that that's kind of in a weird way how they can prove that there would be life after death I I don't know if they can prove it, but I've had the same thought, too. Because, you know, apparently timelines exist throughout the universe. It's not even the universe. It's like universes, you know. Every possibility that could possibly possibly exist exists somehow. So in, if in this possibility I have a heart attack and drop dead right now, there's another possibility where I, I didn't. So it seems like that life persists indefinitely for everyone all the time so maybe like you're having like 500 heart attacks a day like every time your heart beats you're dying and being reborn in like a different universe yeah cool I guess that's good for doctors no that's bad for doctors I don't know. It's interesting to think about. What, what do you think about like life after death and stuff? I don't know. I hope. I, I don't know. I was thinking it'd be awful fucking really bad if you came back as like a, I don't want to say like an ant or a slug or something, but something where, I don't know, maybe you lived a long time, but you didn't do anything. You couldn't like do anything except kind of sit there and exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. You I, don't you don't have like a higher thought or whatever. Maybe you do. I don't know, but you I don't know. For some reason I thought it'd be awful to come back as like a slug where you had to move really slow and like your whole day was kind of spent around trying to move 2 inches to like slurp up some kind of mud or something. This doesn't seem very exciting. It doesn't, but you're assuming that you would have the intellect of a human being in a slug. Maybe you'd have the intellect of a slug, and for right. a slug, that's the fucking shit, you know? God damn, thank God I get to suck up some fucking mud today. I hope that's the way it is. Let's take this deep conversation into the uh, the VIP part of the show, Rufus. What do you think? Ooh, let's do it. Join us in the VIP. 
Welcome to the VIP part of the show. Uh, I'm Zigzag. I'm Rufus. How do? And we're talking about life after death. And uh, what? What? Gee. I don't know. I mean, I, in, on some points, I'm like, yeah, there probably is life after death. But then on the other hand, I'm like, so what if there's not? I won't know. I guess if there's not, you know what I mean? I'm like, I like my life right now. So if I'm not gonna know you. And, like, my family and stuff in another life, uh, maybe I don't want another life. Maybe it'll be super shitty. Yeah, no, I completely, totally agree. Like, if there is, okay, I don't know what it is, so I can't, like, want it, you know, if it's fucking shit. But at the same time, if there's nothing, well, I mean, there was nothing before I was born. I don't remember anything before being born, so if it's like that, then okay, there's... Nothing. I don't know. I think everybody wants to think their mind lives on forever. And it might be true, but I got no fucking idea. So I usually don't think about it too much unless I'm, you know, really high. So I think about it every night from like 9 p.m. until midnight. Basically, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I think about it every night too, and it gets me, uh, keeps me up to like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, damn. And then I watch a bunch of weird documentaries on Netflix that make me feel even weirder. <laughs> like I was watching that American Genius, right? I was just telling you about that story. And a lot of times it's like pitting, it's like basically throughout history or even recent history from like the 1800s on when people are like uh, working on technology and stuff like the Wright brothers. There's always been like two people trying to work on the exact same idea at the same time. And yeah. Like, the the Wright brothers invented the fixed wing, but they weren't very good at working with it, right? And they tried to patent it. It, it. Are you familiar with the story of the Wright brothers at all, for real, what really happened to them? Uh, I mean, not the way that fucked. you... Yeah, the way you imply it, it tells me that there's something about it I don't know, so I'm, I'm curious yeah. now. Well, the deal was they came up with the fixed wing, right? And they had the first flight for, like... 780 feet or whatever. First it was 150 feet, and then they added an engine, they went like 700 feet. Well, then this guy approaches him, right? I think his name was Tom Curtis. And he's the guy that was really famous for building motorcycles and motorcycle engines at the time. And he's like, hey, I think it'd be really great if you guys used one of my high-powered engines on on your airplane. You know, it's like mechanically sound, all this shit, whatever. And they're like, no. They like flat out are totally rude to this guy. So the guy makes it his life mission to fuck them over, right? And he comes out with a way better fucking airplane, okay? But they try to sue him in patent court to stop him from building it. So what he does is he just keeps changing the patent, right? Changing little things about – he took some advice from Henry Ford about just changing small things about the patent, and you'll bankrupt the other fucking person. Okay. beautiful. So that's what they he kind of spent his life doing was keeping them tied up in court. Okay, so for like 10 years, he keeps them tied up in court, and they're going break. And actually, Orville gets in a plane crash and like dies. Okay, he was like the driven one. One of them does. I can't remember if it's Orville. I think maybe Wilbur dies. But so they finally win the patent. Okay, they finally win this patent suit after 10 fucking years of suing this guy. And then World War I breaks out. And the government comes to them, comes to the just the single Wright brothers left and said, you know what, you're not, 
we're, you're not going to be able to keep the patent anymore. The patent's not yours. For the good of the government, you're only going to get 1% of whatever anybody makes out of your airplane wing, right? And they, they end up, this other guy ended up making like 17,000 fucking fighter jets or fighter airplanes, old style airplanes, for World War One for the United States and like helps them win and basically gives them no money and he makes fifty million dollars in the process. That is awesome. But it's I've like never you know the T V same thing with the T V. The guy who invented this is a weird story. If you ever get a chance, you've got to look up the guy who invented the T V. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Lilo something or other. But he uh-huh. was a farm kid. Right, he was a farm kid, dude, and he used to take he took apart radios just as like a hobby. Yeah. And he somehow I don't even know how you really explain it, to be honest with you. He like somehow came up with the idea for the TV. Like sending like live TV over the airways TV. This is a kid that was 15 and living on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Crazy. And he comes up with the idea Right, and he tries to. He does like the earliest Kickstarter campaign ever, and gets twenty five grand together, which is like five hundred thousand dollars back then. Oh yeah. And tries like, tries to make a working part of a TV. Well, the guy who runs RCA at the time decides to do <clears throat> the exact same thing and keep him in fucking patent court until his patent runs up. Really? Okay. Yeah, and starts like trying to sue him and all this stuff, knowing that he'll bankrupt the guy. And the guy actually ends up a super duper heavy drinker, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I guess it depends on which way you look at it. But <laughs> so he wins. So finally, after twenty years, his his old fucking high school teacher comes forward to this trial that they're having and says, "I remember." That he came up with the idea for the TV, and they're like, how do you remember that? And he tells them the story, and he's like, but I don't just remember. I have it on this piece of paper. And like 30 years earlier, this kid, well, he was a grown man now, wrote down on a piece of paper and gave it to that teacher, and that teacher held on to it like that whole time. Wow. So he wins the patent suit against RCA, right? And guess what happens? What? World War II breaks out, and <laughs> no one – they take – they. You, they like don't make any TVs for like five years, right? Because everything was like going towards the war effort. So by the time that he would have been rich, he was broke, and RCA had to buy the patent from him for like a penny. Oh. And the guy got fucked. The guy got no. fucking fucked over. Yes. That's yes. fucking terrible. It is. It's what a is horror. Ter- I mean, it's like the more I learn about this shit, I'm like, God. The fucking cards are stacked against the little guy for sure. Ruthless. Why? Why, why is there a movie about both of those stories? Both of those would make that's a good question. Movies. That awesome is a very movies. good question. Well, I guess because they don't have happy endings. <laughs> you know what I mean? The little guy gets crushed <laughs> in both of them. Well, Who wants to see that? That's not how America is supposed to end. Well, they'd rake it in at Sundance then. They would. You know, they, yeah, they'd all be huge hits overseas, no doubt. <laughs> I was sad to see that McConaughey's new uh, new film took a nosedive over the weekend. I don't know if you noticed that or heard about that. It, the uh, gold, that one? Yes. Yes. 
I was oh, wow. I did I did not know that, but the trailers looked really good. I, I like. Yeah, I mean, I I I heard him on Howard Stern, and I was like, man, I'm interested in seeing that. You know what I mean? But now I knew I probably never would because I'm not going to go to the movies and see it. But uh, I'll wait for it to come out. Luckily for me, since it's bombing, it'll probably be out on uh, pay-per-view before the end of the month. Sounds like. Is it bombing because it's bad or because it's up against other bull, stupid bullshit that people want to see, like superhero movies and stuff? Here's the deal. You're exactly right, Rufus. The problem is no one's going to see adult movies anymore. People want to see, like, the in-between movies. You know, that is yeah. for kids and adults, like your Star Wars type movies and and stuff like that. People don't just leave the kids at home anymore, I guess. You are a very deductive mind, sir. I am astute. I pride myself on my astuteness. You are a student of life. Yes. You definitely are. You're a hard studier. A drunken student of life. You're drunk on your own knowledge and a bunch of beer. Yes, mostly the beer. But the knowledge comes with the beer, I found. It can. It can. Moments of clarity. Moments of clarity. I call my moment of clarity when I wake up in the morning and then I get fucked up all over again. Because moments of clarity suck. Yeah, I hate waking up in the morning, and this sounds terrible. I mean, I, I love a new day. I love waking up in the morning if I wake up and I feel good. If I wake up and I'm like, I need more sleep, then it really fucking sucks because I know I can't get more sleep. I don't have time. I have to get to work, even though work is like 30 feet away. But still, mentally, <laughs> right. I hate You have to get in work I, I just, mode. There, there's such a huge difference between waking up and being like, holy shit, do you, ever, do you ever wake up, most of the time, if you're anything like me, most of the time you wake up and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, more of this shit. But sometimes, just one day in a million, you wake up and you're like, fucking hey, it's a new day. I can't yeah, wait to dude, I can totally get my work done, and I'm going to go mow the fucking yard, and I'm going to do this and that. Those days are gold, man. Gold. Yeah, I, I mean, think I would be happy I, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, what you were dreaming, maybe. And maybe my dreams are so awful that, like, nine out of ten days, I'm like, fuck. I don't even fucking want to get out of bed. Because the first ten seconds, like, sets the mood for the whole day. You're right. Like, the first mm-hmm. ten seconds, how you feel when you wake up, you're like, man, this could be an awesome day. Or you're like, she fucking, this day. Who cares about right. this day? Right. Let's go back to bed and we'll see if we wake up tomorrow and it's a better day. That's how people with depression end up in bed for three or four years. They're like, yeah, maybe tomorrow will be better if I go back to sleep for 18 hours. And I, I can't figure out what the formula is to, like, recreate the good days because it, it's not it's not just waking up early. It's not the alarm. I mean, yeah, granted, 99% of the time my alarm goes off, I fucking hate it, and I just want to throw it through the window. But on those good days, those rare nuggets of fucking awesomeness even when the alarm goes off, I'm like, there's my alarm. It sounds so fun. Well, I've never noticed how that tone is just so pleasing to me. I think that's I'll... a D minor. <laughs> exactly. That's a D Oh, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of my favorite song. And I, I won't even hit snooze. I'll just grab my phone. I'll check the headlines. I'll check my email. I'll stretch. I'll put on my slippers, pet my cat. And my dog. I don't have a cat, but I'll pet my dog. 
and I'll, you know, have my coffee and it's a good day. But most days when I wake up, I'm like, what? I was hoping to pass away in my sleep. Why, why the fuck? <laughs> why? You ever been having like such an awesome day where you didn't want to go to sleep? You're just like, I don't want to go to sleep because I know tomorrow's going to fucking suck. And That's I'm not saying being day. drunk or anything, but like I've had days where I was getting oh. so much shit done and you're just like on a roll. You're like, oh man, I wish this day could just fucking last forever. So you stay up as late as you can, which makes the, the next day like the worst day ever for sure because you're so fucking tired because you pulled like some almost yeah. all-nighter but decided to go to sleep for two or three hours to where the next Definitely. day you feel like you're in a different universe almost. Yeah, yeah, especially if, I, if I'm doing something I really like, like uh, music or working on, a, you know, one of the Hypersoft websites or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have but, you seen this thing where people are saying that the world is flat again? Yeah. And, and people have, are buying into it? I have seen that. <laughs> I mean, really? The whole idea that you can sell someone that bill of goods, I just... <laughs> It, it fucking boggles my mind. And I'm talking grown, educated adults are convincing themselves the world is flat. I mean, why, then how is there night and day? I mean, it's kind of that rudimentary that the world is not flat. What are we, like, flipping over from night to day in, like, an instant? No, it, it's explained. I've read it. The sun is smaller than we think it is. It's basically uh-huh. the size that we see it in the sky. And so when it's over to one side of the disc, it doesn't reach to the other side. And so it goes around the disc, you know. So wait, is the Earth is flat, but it's a circle? Or does it even yeah. matter? What, what? Of course. Are you insane? Yes, it's a flat circle. <laughs> okay. Okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. I just I don't I don't get I, people <laughs> baffle me people but what was there was something about the water why somehow the water proves that it's flat too because uh, otherwise the water because otherwise the water would all go down to like the South Pole or something something for some I don't reason they forgot the... all about gravity yeah and the fact that we have you know like craft up in space going beyond our fucking solar system and sending images back and all that kind of stuff. Now, you but have they, to understand, too, though, Rufus, these are the same people that have brought you the lunar landing was on uh, was done in the basement of the Pentagon or something. These are the same true. people that are sure. that train. And apparently it was Which also could, done by Stanley Kubrick. He's the one who faked you know the, the moon landing. Let's do this. Let's rewrite the moon landing as it was made in the bottom of a of the Pentagon. Let's redo it and make it better. We'll reboot it. <laughs> yes. Well, no, the lunar landing 2.0. <laughs> Dude, Here's something awesome. I was thinking the other day. I saw the footage of them like driving that stupid car around on the moon, and, <laughs> and I'm just like. Why? Why would they? Why would you waste ten billion dollars on that? Try that car. You know I what don't I mean? know. I have no idea. I would like to know, actually. Well, I mean, there's got to be a lot of set. 
a lot said for. And might be a lot of money, but I put a lot of investment into having fun. I mean, you got to be honest. Come on, if if you're in control right, of no, like any dude to the moon, I get it. Yeah, I give mean, me a four wheeler on the fucking moon. That's right. I mean, they play golf on the moon. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. There's, a, I wonder where that golf ball is now. You think it's hit an asteroid or something, or you think it's still like soaring through space? How did they hit it out of the atmosphere? Or did they just tap it? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, how hard would it be to hit something? Out? It couldn't be that hard to hit it out of the atmosphere, there, could it? I would imagine not. No. That's a good question, though. Maybe it just went a long ways. Yeah, we should do 2.0, moon landing 2.0. We'll get McConaughey after this failure of of, uh, gold. We'll get him on the bounce back cheap. Yeah, yeah. The moon landing 2.0 would be totally Hollywood-ified, like big actors and like ten cuts in every fucking scene and everything's super dramatic. Well, of course. You know, I was watching, or I, I listened to an interview with uh, with McConaughey, and, you know, I'm a big Doors fan. You know that for a fact. And sure. you know that McConaughey says, all right, all right, all right, you know, his classic line. And I knew oh, yeah. this in my heart for years, that he was ripping off Jim Morrison from Live at the Hollywood Bowl. or not. I'm not sure which tape it is. But uh, it's a live album. I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's live at Hollywood Bowl, but where Jim Morrison says, all right, all right, all right. Well, you know what it is? It's an American prayer. And uh, McConaughey admitted that he stole that from Morrison. Really? No yeah. kidding. And I knew it. I fucking knew it, dude. But I was, I was glad to, to hear it, that I was right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you were right. It's so rare. I bet you are. It is rare. It is rare. I'm wrong. I, I pride myself on the amount of times in a day that I'm wrong. But I also <laughs> I also pride myself on the fact that uh, I never admit it. So I just make people I'm believe gonna, it in the long run. I'm like Kellyanne Conway. I'm going to say that in the next job interview I have. I pride myself on how much I'm wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> If I'm not wrong, I don't want to be right. I probably am wrong a lot in a day. I mean, not as much as I'd like to think, though. I just need to talk more. Then I would probably be wrong out loud more. Yeah, wrong out loud usually means right. I mean, if you're out loud and you're loud enough, people will agree with you. But see, my job's like yours, dude. I can go, like... A whole, I could go like four days without talking to anyone, like in person, other than my wife and my daughter. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I'll have to send a million emails or whatever, but I never, I love the fact that I don't have to like talk to people on the phone. Me too. I fucking hate it. So I, people, I had a call today. It's like people can't yeah. tell you you're drunk when you're on the phone, when you're just texting back and forth, but they sure can when you're talking on the phone. Yeah, that's why I always respond to emails with the uh, one eye closed. Right, with like a the one eye closed tongue out emoji. By the way, it's <laughs> noon and I'm drunk. Just thought it was thought yeah. you should know. Yeah, but thanks for the paycheck, R R. 
I bet emails and shit like that has increased like uh, lunch drinking by fifty percent. <laughs> I'm sure. Because you don't have to like see people anymore. We are gonna end up with big old meat bags, aren't we, Rufus? We're just gonna end up big fucking meat bags. We meat are. Bags. We are. I mean, as as AI and robotics really kind of take over, and humans don't have to do anything other than live in luxury and consume, then yeah, we'll just, we'll just be meat bags. Dude, I don't even want to say this about that American Genius show again. You have to watch it because. There's also the one about the rocket, where the guy who works the hardest on the rocket gets fucked over. It, it's just, none of these have fucking happy endings. We have to make the fucking <laughs> Bud Buddy the original happy ending with this shit, because what's happening to us is, right when we're getting the Bud Buddy shit together, fucking Donald Trump is going to come in office and fucking ruin weed for everybody. You think that's possible? No, I don't think that's possible. A lot, of, a lot of that is up to states' rights. I think I don't think you can. Nothing's been done on a federal level, right? There's the, the federal government hasn't said anything about weed. It's no individual states. Yeah, but see, what sucks is that when you in an individual state, what's going, what's happening is the DEA just to keep themselves funded is doing what they call teaming up with local law enforcement to enforce federal laws. So there'll be like one DEA guy will show up in a town and they'll start fucking busting people in legal in towns where it's legal to fucking have and smoke marijuana. But it's against federal law. It's fucked up. Well, as fucked up as it is, a lot of people have been smoking weed and having a good time even before now. Right. So but they're going just to keep jail. it under wraps. But you're not. You've managed to no, keep it under wraps. Well, I'm legal. I'm legal to smoke and possess weed. Because mm. I have back pain. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've got all kinds of pain. Most of it's psychological. Right. And you know what is unfortunate about that, dude? Is that unless you're a vet, they won't prescribe you marijuana for PTSD. But, I mean, you could. what if you saw something horrible in your fucking life and you wanted to forget about it? And they're just like, no, sorry, you know, you watched your, I don't know, what happened, your dad get chewed up in a combine accident. I think you saw something like that when you were a kid. But uh, yeah, you're not allowed to, like, medicate yourself with weed to forget about it. But people who are in the Army are. Yeah, or you can go buy a liter of vodka and do it that way, and nobody blinks an eye. Right, that's the best way because then, in the long run, you end up in the hospital on a machine cleaning out your guts. <laughs> and then when you get out, you go get another jug of vodka and do it all over again. And the government pays for your dialysis because you were in the army. Oh wait, you're saying if you weren't in the army, yeah, then you then you just die in an alley from drinking too much oh, vodka. Shit. Well, apparently the way the VA hospitals are now, even if you are in the army. They're not going to do fucking shit for you. So you're That's fucked. That's true. Very, very true. What, I mean, what is wrong with the VA? I mean, maybe maybe the insurance companies are the way. Because if the government runs the VA, right? And they yeah. really didn't do a very good job of that. Well, I think that's been the whole argument from, like, level-headed people. That the government 
kind of fucks everything up. They over-regulate and fuck shit up to begin with. So why, as fucked up as the insurance thing is already, why give it to the government to fuck it up worse? Ultimately, well, what's, both both ways are fucked. I mean, it should just be free right. somehow for everybody all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the the economics of this whole fucking thing, dude, are just so fucked up. The economics yeah. of the United States and capitalism. I mean, capitalism, we've been brainwashed into thinking it's a really good thing. I'm not saying there needs to be socialism. I mean, there can be capitalism, but it doesn't. It can be more broad and more geared towards not a bunch of people getting super-duper filthy rich, but making right. sure that, you know. And a lot of it, dude, a lot of what they say about the regulations a lot of it's just barrier, like Lockheed Martin puts in something so you, a little guy, can't start making something. They, like, write some law that they have passed, you know, where you've got to put up $20 million if you want to start your own company doing whatever they do. And that's a regulation. Right. I mean, how fucked up is that? But speaking of isms, why does it have to be capitalism or socialism or fascism? These are all concepts created by people. Can't we come up with a new ism that just works better? I mean, on high from, you know, Mount Zion, capitalism was created by a fucking human being who was just as flawed as any one of us. The Romans right. invented it and they couldn't even make it work. Yeah. They yeah, did exactly what we're doing. The if, Roman you watch, now. if you watch something, dude, on the Roman empire, I watched this thing the other day where they had it synced up to exactly what happens in an empire, because an empire starts oh, yeah. out pretty innocently. It's like a nice little collective making stuff happen, but then, they, of course, they want to grow everywhere and take over everything. And it's nuts to see, like, what America is doing, almost in the exact same timeline that the progression happened in ancient Rome. It's fucking nuts, dude. I'm telling you. you, you I can't remember the name of it, but I'll send you a link. And I was like, wow, this is really fucking strange. I mean, I know you can make, I mean, history, look at history. That's all you have to do to see exactly what keeps happening. Like every 200 that's years. That's what I was going to say. History repeats itself. And that's why people in Europe, where all that shit was going on, are a little bit older and wiser, you know. They've been through it. They know it's encoded in their fucking historic DNA. We're America. We're the new kids on the block. We are going through all that shit now. And either we should pay attention to how other people fucking deal with the world or we're going to, we're going to have our fucking fall and collapse and then become who the fuck knows what. I think we're collapsing. I think we're on the downward slope. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we are, you know what I mean? Maybe in 20 years, things will be greater a hundred years, but you think America, I mean, Roman civilization lasted what? 350 years or something. We're fucking halfway. We're at middle age. America's middle-aged for an empire. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, ultimately, the way the world's connected now, histories and shit aside, I mean, things are pretty much the same everywhere. It's, even if America's being a dick right now, I think there's going to have to be a bigger, like, global change, just like we were talking about with capitalism and fascism or socialism or whatever. There has to be a, a new ism that replaces everything. I mean, it's so, the entire fucking system has to be rebooted from the ground up, but I don't want to do it. 
I'm just want to. <laughs> I don't. You know, do our honestly, show. <laughs> I want to do it, dude. I just don't have the time. I just can't find the time. Unfortunately. I'm too busy to save the world. It sounds like a lot of work. You know what's sad? It's two years ago all we talked about on this show was saving the world. But now we saw how the world operates, and we're like, you know what? Can't save yourself. You can't, you know, how are you going to save the world? You've got to fucking work on saving yourself. Right. So, self-preservation. What do you do? The new American way. Yeah. All right. Well, 830. i got to run, dude. My bladder is, uh, I can feel it on my knee. My bladder is slapping right. my knee. It's so full. We down for a Friday show. You know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna listeners if you're still with us I know that uh, you probably are listening to us online but we are going to come up with a format for the show. We're going back to the format style. What do you think, Rufus? Yeah, we should. We should. I mean, uh, this is a great show. I not a hard uh, format. We, we need a format. We need at least like one or two reliable bits that kind of put us on the map that people right. can you know count on for sure. Definitely, yeah, I think. I so. agree 100%. And uh, we need to play our songs and shit, too. And and uh, uh, commercials. Yeah, and other people's songs. I mean, our own fans, as yeah. much as they love us, will want to hear what we love. You know, they're curious you need to about upload our interests. funky thing. It's not done. Dude, I've got, so I got the, the male vocal, I told you. I got a female right. vocal. This bitch, this chick's in seven tracks of harmonies. Are you serious? And, yeah, and they're fucking great. And it's I'm overwhelmed with mixing it. So I'm thinking about, like, sending it off to somebody and having it mixed. But I, I did want to ask you, did you want to put anything on it? I don't fucking know what. I, I'll give it to you. You could do a bass thing or yeah, you know vocals what? or whatever. Send me, send me a copy, even if it's rough. And uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to add something. Sure, why not? The next big hit. You you add some, have your daughter add some kind of drum thing on there. We work that oh, in. Yeah. We could do that. Then she'd embarrass me because she's a better musician than I. <laughs> so I'm telling well, you, dude, it's what, pretty amazing. I, I wish someone would have tortured me with some kind of lessons when I was a kid like that. <laughs> tortured. Oh, well, I mean, she she thinks it's fucking torture. She likes it, but she thinks that it's torture when you're like. Well, you better practice your drums. She likes the lesson. She hates to practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, don't we all, though? We do. All right, Rufus, until Friday, I will talk to you then, and uh, we'll be in touch. And to listeners, we'll see you Friday, 8 Central. Did I get it right, Rufus? 7 Central, 8, God. whatever your time is. 8 Eastern. <laughs> Jesus Eight Eastern. That is that shit is like kryptonite to me. Apparently, <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to get that right. That is my fucking kryptonite. <laughs> All right, folks. If the if the world is flat, do you really need time zones? I don't think so. No, that's proof right there. The world is not flat. It's right exactly. That's why I can't figure it out because I've got the, a brain the size of a pea. All right, folks, we'll talk to you Friday. Have a good week. Uh, stay sloth. Stay slothish. You, I like it. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.